You're listening to the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. It's your host, Sir Colin Campbell, here with Gary E. McGowan, and you're tuned into the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast. We are uh, broadcasting on site here at the Real Estate Growth Summit, and we have a special guest sitting in the hot chair today. It's someone that the first time I heard him spoke, like tears came to my eyes, and I literally wrote my daughter's name on that stick. Um, so, this is someone that meant a lot to me, and I, we just just want to introduce this person to you, all of our listeners, Clint Pulvert. What is up, everyone? <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Clint. Oh, man. Honored to be here. Thank cool, you. cool. Clint, so as, as Colin mentioned, we've had the opportunity to hear you speak now twice in person, but for our listeners at home and everywhere else, uh, who is Clint? Yeah, so uh, Clint is a professional speaker and a professional drummer. I traveled the country, uh, speak about 100 different times for businesses and organizations that want to retain their people. How do we create better organizations and better leaders where people like themselves best because of the leadership, because of the organization? And how do we build that? That's what, that's what I do. That's a great question, so I'm going to ask you that. Great, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how you ask your own questions. So, okay, okay add, some, add some background to that. Um, so you, you have an organization that helps build um, culture, builds connection. You talked a lot about how leaders need to connect with the people that they lead. And, and we, we might get deep here real fast, but that's okay. We can have fun. Yeah. Um, how are you doing that? How are you helping business owners and leaders like that? Yeah, so, so five years ago, we started an organization called the Center for Employee Retention. And the whole organization was founded upon an initiative called the Undercover Millennial Program. So think kind of undercover boss uh, without the makeup. Yeah. Um, I, I would go in as the undercover millennial into an organization and we would just simply ask the employees, what's it like to work there? Tell me about your manager or tell me about the culture. Do you feel like you're going to stay here long term? And they would tell me everything. Yes. And we've yeah. done that with 181 organizations and we've interviewed over 10,000 employees undercover. And we feel like we have come up with the most real and authentic actionable data when it comes to how great leaders created organizations their people never wanted to leave. And so that's what that's what we do. We, we come in and we either do the undercover millennial program or we present to an organization on our research and what are some of the key elements that, that created a significant organization, not just a, su- a successful one. And it's right. been a, 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 an amazing ride and so fun to be a part of. So those key elements, sorry they're calling those key elements, I, I you seen a common trend or thread through different organizations or different and even different um, you know um, w- lines of work yeah yeah so there, there were always commonalities and I call them obviously just universal truths universal principles that great leaders did and it was always usually the number one reason why people stayed or the reason why people left an organization was because of the leadership mm-hmm. we have a new book that's coming out next fall and the book's called I love it here how great mm-hmm. leaders create organizations their people never want to leave and the reason I titled the book I love it here was because that was the magic in all of our research when an employee would say undercover when I asked the question what's it like to work here and they would respond with I love it here I love my job I love the management I love what I get to do I love what I get to be a part of and there were universal principles and truths that were found in those organizations that were always tied to the leadership it was always tied to the manager and how they became a mentor not just 
a manager. I call it mentorship versus management. Yeah. And it was a beautiful thing to see. Wow. Um, John Maxwell says everything rises and falls on leadership. What are some of those uh, qualities that you're seeing in those leadership, in those organizations where more people are saying, I love it here than opposed to, I can't wait to get find that new job. Yeah. I'm looking for something else. I think one of the most significant aspects, again, was when a leader became a mentor, not just a manager. And mentorship is different than leadership. And mentorship is different than management. We found that great mentors uh, was not so much a, a position or a title, right? Like leadership, you're called to that title, you, you earn that title, but the people always went to the mentor because of who the mentor was. Hmm. Uh, that's the difference. If you look at, I mean, any great uh, sports film or a motivational movie, or like, like, like Aladdin had the genie, yes. right? Mufasa. <laughs> yeah. and I like Simba. that. We went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> or like, like Rocky. Rocky yeah. had Mick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frodo had Gandalf. Right? They had yeah. these great mentors that showed up in the story that made the story better. Yes. And we found that those great leaders, they became the mentor by simply connecting people to their dreams. Because the mentor was someone who exuded confidence, candor, they had credibility, they had competence, they earned the will of those who chose to follow them. And that was what was so cool. It was because of who the mentor was that the mentee went, I must connect with you. I can't leave you because you are the person that I experienced my best self with because of you. You push me, you challenge me, and it was a game changer. When we can grab and assess and build the skills of mentorship in our business, man, it wins. It really, really wins. So. That's pretty amazing, actually. So talk to us how, uh, how a mentor earns that trust or earns that responsibility to become the, the mentor or the leader in, in, within an organization. Well, not necessarily within an organization, within life itself. Yeah, I believe that every leader, every manager, every mentor must ask the question of their people, let me know when it gets to the part about me. And that's what the people ask the leader, right? Yes. When you think in that mindset of everybody in my organization is asking me as the leader, let me know when it gets to the part about me, you learn through that process to become an advocate, yes. not just a developer. And that's a lot of what we see and what I talk about is the difference between advocacy and development. Uh, one of the greatest uh, ways to, I guess, tell this story, my, my, my mom in my life was an amazing developer. She was all about pushing me and growing me and efficiency. It was great. And I came to my mom when I was young and I wanted to play the drums. And I Wait a minute. To... There's a joke there. I hope people are laughing at home. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and I did. I, I wanted to be a drummer. And I, I went to my mom and I said, I want a drum set. And my mom being the great developer in my life, she said, okay, when you change your report card from C's and D's to A's and B's, We'll talk drum set. Yep. Great development, yeah. right? We're going to get you from point A to point B to point C. But my dad was a great advocator in my life. And my dad understood that I had a dream. And I'll never forget after the conversation with my mom, my dad pulled me into the computer room and he said, listen, I, I heard you want a drum set. And I said, yeah, I've been practicing. He goes, listen. And in my dad's computer room were all of his old CDs. And he went down to the bottom shelf and he pulled out a CD by the band called Rush. Yeah, good Canadian said, band. And he said, son, take it, take it, take it. And he said, this drummer, his name is Neil Pert and he will change your life. And then he goes, wait, wait, wait. And he goes up to the top shelf and he grabs a CD by the band called Death Leopard. Yes. And he said, take this. He said, this drummer doesn't have two arms he's got one arm and he said son if you learn how to play pour some sugar on me i'll love you forever 
Yes. <laughs> and it's kind of that funny story of development versus advocacy. Yes. Both are important. And my mom had great intentions, but my dad understood my heart. Right. And I feel like when great, I don't know, when there's any true significance, when an employee would respond to, I love it here, in some way, shape, or form, that leader, that mentor understood that employee's heart. We must get to the heart. I know it sounds like a fluffy, intangible in the realm of business, but it matters. It, yes. it, and we must do that. It, it's now, are there times when we need to be flexible in our leadership um, so we can be that mentor, but we can still be that developer? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's the balance, right? You still must have standards and expectations, and there's there's business development and growth and quotas. But no significant loyalty happens without significant connection. Okay. So nice. we must connect as much as we develop. And so finding that balance uh, is, is really the, the, the key. How, okay. do, how do we do that? Yeah. So it's connecting and also... Developing. Developing. Yes. So we don't just focus on developing the team, developing the group. We also need to connect with them. They need to know that as leaders, we care about them. Uh, I think there's a saying, they don't, they don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care about them. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. Yep, because everybody is asking the question, let me know when it gets to the part about me. Me. Yeah. 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 Me. I, I love it. And... Has, is, does that change through different age demographics? I'm actually curious to know your yeah, opinion on that, that. That's a great question. And everybody asks, you know, they, they come and say, I've got the dang millennials. I'm, I'm working <laughs> with millennials and Gen Z. And I, I just am so frustrated and they're entitled. And I don't know. I hear a lot of that. And I believe in our research, I have found that, that younger employees are no different than employees 20 years ago. Yep. Now, the times and the world that they have grown up in is different. Right. But there is no hack. There is no strategy. There is no uh, generational uh, quick one-size-fits-all to retaining younger employees. They are universal human traits that have worked since the time of the dinosaurs. <laughs> and, and humans and people are people. Yes. And when we bring humanity back into the workplace, and we understand that everybody wants to be seen, heard, and understood. Those are universal traits that I don't care who you are, everybody needs that. In a workplace, in a workplace environment, everybody wants that. Now, we must just figure out how to do that on an individual basis for our people. And that's where great management, the culture, great training, great development comes into play where those relationships are fostered through honest, good care. Beautiful. Love it. It's We're funny. kind of speechless. Like every no, now and then, you don't, we don't get speechless. You but. go so deep into it because at the end of the day, people just want you to know that you care about them. I matter. Yeah. I matter. I matter to you. I matter to the organization. I matter. So now with that, and I, I know we, we, we've talked backstage of even before coming on here, you have a, a, a young daughter, a couple months old. Yeah. Now, Knowing what you know about leadership and in organization, how this helps you become a better father, a better husband, a better brother, a better son. Yeah. 
it, being a dad has been one of the greatest things that has ever happened to me in wait my life. Wait until she turns two. I know, right? Yeah, that's what everyone's like, yeah, wait till they have an opinion. Yeah. Two and 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. everybody said. But right now, it's been pretty amazing. Yeah, cool. Uh, you know, minus the sleepless nights and, uh, uh, you know, the, the constant bottle feeding. But other, it really has, it's changed my perspective. And one, one of the things, too, that we found in our research, we talk about it in the book, is how great leaders, for the most part, knew what they needed to do. The, the significant leaders knew what they needed to stop doing. Mm-hmm. And in my life, I'm busy, and I'm sure people that are listening to the part, you're busy, you've got things that you need to do, places you need to go. Uh, but when we learn to simplify and, 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 and learn to stop things, that's been the best thing that, that has helped with me in, in just parenting. Like, again, when I'm home, what am I doing? Am I on my phone? Or am I, am I connecting with her? Am I giving quality time to her? And I think it's these little simple awarenesses and these habits that we're creating that ultimately allow connection. When we simplify our lives, we can give more time. And time is a foundation to creating lasting moments. Significant connection yes. never happens without time. You must give time to people. And sometimes we're so busy or our priorities are in a million other places that we just can't give time. And I do. I feel like kids spell love, T-I-M-E. My wife spells love and connection, T-I-M-E. Now, granted, they can't really spell that well, but <laughs> but that's that's how they spell it. The that kids. Is, Don't that, throw your wife under that bus. Yeah, that's how they spell it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, the, the better I've gotten at creating, I call it a to-don't list, the things and the standards that I am going to stop doing so that I can give more time. And so one of those rules for me, one of those standards is when I'm with my my wife or I'm with my child, I am not on my phone. That is my standard. Yeah. I am not on Instagram. I'm not on my email. I'm Now, I will step away or I will, uh, right? There's still work to be done. Or there's still emails that need to yes. be replied to or there's nothing wrong with social media. But again, whoever you're with and whatever you're doing, I believe there is power in giving them the gift of your attention. So for me, that's one of the the, uh, the things on my to-don't list. Yeah. Well, and that's going back to what you said earlier. That's a level of care yes. that you have for those people around you too. And, and you have a really cool and unique story of someone that cared, a teacher that cared for you when you were you know, a young man in school, very young man. And, uh, you know, share with our audience just, you know, the, the, the short version, if you could, just sure. about that story and, and how he saw an opportunity and, and really poured into you with just some some attention. Yeah, when I was in the fifth grade, I, I was the kid that struggled to sit still. I would tap, I would move. Everybody deemed it a problem. I got sent to the principal's office, but there was one person who looked at that problem as an opportunity. Uh, he, he saw me not as a problem. He saw me as a drummer. Yeah. And he was the person that created a moment and gave me my very first pair of drumsticks. He designed it. He engineered a significant moment in time that created lasting change. And I remember when he gave me the sticks, he made me promise that I would just keep them in my hands as much as I could. And that was 22 years ago. And my life has been 100% a better story because of that moment. Wow. And I have tried my best to keep those sticks in my hands and uh, have had the opportunity to tour and record all over the world playing drums. Uh, I've been on America's Got Talent. Uh, my whole college education was paid for uh, through music. Yeah. And through because drum- you're a badass. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, not true. Not true. You I, are an amazing drummer. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, but I'm not the best drummer. And again, he taught me that it's not about being the best in the world. It's about being the best for the world. Yeah. And love, that's I love really that line. The, Say that again. Sorry yeah. for our listeners. Yeah, it's not about being the best in the world. It's about being the best for the world. Yeah. My 
favorite line. Yeah. My favorite line. Yeah. That, that actually, when you said that on stage today, uh, that gave me chills because I wrote it down the first time a, few, a month ago when we had the pleasure of, of uh, listening to you and just hearing it again. And, and sometimes when we, when we go through talks and lessons in life, we need to hear it a few times because it has such deep impact. Absolutely. And I appreciate your, um, you know, being vulnerable on stage. And I know that's your message and that's how you use uh, circumstances in your life to build better uh, a better world around you. So kudos thank for you. you for thank doing you, that. thank you. I appreciate that. So what's the next step for Clint? Uh, where where next from here? Uh, from here, I go to Calgary. I go okay, to Calgary. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just I'm doing we're doing the t- the, the Canada tour. Nice, um, good. Yeah, just just speaking and trying to make the world a little better and influence and help leaders to to do that to just be the Mr. Jensen to be the best for the world. Now we we've known people are you know this word what's your why that has became the buzz uh, phrase now. Know, but regardless, I'm going to ask you, what do you think your why is? Why are you on this earth? I, I think my, my, my purpose is is ultimately uh, to give back in a way that I have been, I've been so blessed. Like, I, I believe that you learn, you earn, and you return. And I have had so many mentors. I have had so many Mr. Jensen's in my life. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about what I do is because I do, I believe that every person is one success story away from a caring somebody. And if I can be that catalyst, I believe that I was put on this earth to help tell that story. Because I believe that when we become the mentor, right, and we create that workplace environment, people go home better fathers and they go home better mothers. And when you're a better father and a better mother, you raise better families. Yes. And when we raise better families, we, we create a better world. And uh, so that that's why. That's why I do it. So now, obviously, for uh, for me, uh, I would like to go out there and make this world a better place. So what are some of the little things that I can do? Because I'm thinking, yeah, I might just do this, but is that enough? How far is that going to go? Yeah, I, my mom taught me when I was young. She said, Clint, always inch by inch, life's a cinch. I've always remembered that for some reason. <laughs> I've not heard. That's a big one. I like yeah, that right, one. Like inch by inch, life's a cinch. It's the little things. Yeah. And, and, and like Mother Teresa always said that our efforts, they might just seem like a drop in the bucket, but at least it's a drop in the bucket. And, and that little by little makes a little a, a lot. lot. Yeah. And, and it's the small things. Sometimes we think, oh, leadership and to make this big wave of change, I've got to do something extravagant. No, 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 no. It's the small things. It is the little moments that people truly remember the most. When I would go in undercover and I'd ask somebody, hey, what's it like to work here? And when they say, I love it here, and I ask them why, it was the little things they talked about. Yes. It was not the extravagant party that the, that the business threw. It was that time when the boss called them in and just said, hey, I just want you to know that I just recognize you and I'm here for you. What what can I do to help you succeed? Yeah. Where, where do you want to go in the business? That's what they remembered. Awesome. That's what they talked about. It's the little thing. So just focus on one thing, one thing. And I, again, I asked Mr. Jensen four years ago, uh, one of the most profound conversations we ever had is out of curiosity, I said, why was I the kid that got the drumsticks? Yeah. And he replied back easy. He goes, Clint, you are my one. Wow. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, every, every semester, every term, I chose just one kid. And I realized, uh, he realized as an educator that he couldn't save all of the kids, right? You can't save them all, but he could save one. Yeah. 
And he was that prime example of that little by little makes a little a lot. So focus on one. Focus on one thing, one person, and make that difference. And as you do, the influence grows, and we create habits and rituals. You create character. uh, You create better culture. You create greater significance. Uh, I'm listening to you here. Uh, have you ever considered being a speaker? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's well spoken. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Uh, I'm glad you thought of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just wrap it up here, Clint. Uh, what does what is next in 2020 for you? I know you said to tell us a little bit about that book. When's that book releasing? Yeah, the book's going to come out in fall of 2020. And again, it's called I Love It Here, How Great Leaders Create Organizations that People Never Want to Leave. And it's a culmination of all of the research that we found and those universal truths that when leaders apply this, I promise, and it's the guarantee with the book that it will work. You will find greater retention. You will create better loyalty and higher engagement and ultimately a better workplace where people like themselves best because they're there. Fantastic. So how do people get in touch with you? Because we know you're a speaker, you're an author, author you, you're motivational, you're a coach. How do people get in touch with you? Yeah, I, I love Instagram. Instagram's a great place. Also my website, uh, clintpulver.com, C-L-I-N-T-P-U-L-V-E-R. Uh, uh, Instagram ha- handle is the same thing, Clint Pulver. Happy to connect with anybody and uh, yeah, reach out. Awesome. Well, signing off for clintpulver.com. Yes. <laughs> and Sir Colin Campbell, this is the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast. See you next time. See you. Bye. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to click the subscribe button so new episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. Please help us reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on your podcast player of choice. Now go make it an amazing day for somebody. 